Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning is 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the world, word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of a Christian's life. And that's what our scripture really focuses on this morning. It's on Christ and how he plays a new role in our life. Last time we saw that we are a new creation in Christ. And the Christian's new life cannot grow unless we get rid of the sin in our life. And maybe you found that in your life you've been a Christian and and you go along so far but you seem to hit a plateau, you hit a peak and you can't grow any further. And maybe it's because there's certain sin that's still holding you back. And that's what we need. We need to get rid of all that stuff, all the malice, the evil stuff that comes from inside our hearts. Get rid of the hypocrisy. Get rid of the envy. Get rid of the slander. And we get rid of all that stuff, all that sin. But we just don't leave that place in our hearts empty. No, we fill it with the Word of God. And to grow in the faith, we need to have a desire for God's Word like a baby desires milk. We read the Bible, we study God's Word, and we apply it in our lives every day. We take what we learn and we just don't say, oh, that's good, that's a neat idea, and then close it up, close the book up and go to sleep. We read and we study and we apply it and we grow from from the babes, from the babies to mature adults, men and women. But we eliminate the sin as much as possible in this world. And we desire to grow in God's grace and grow in our faith. 
And we need to remember that the life God gives to us He doesn't give us just a physical life for a a few years or maybe a hundred years. But we have an eternal spiritual life with God as well. And we ask God to remove that sin from our physical life so we can enjoy not only our physical life but continue on through our eternal spiritual life. We ask God for the strength to resist the temptations of this world. And there are many. And when we do that and we are saved by God's grace, we get just a taste of of His mercy and His love. And just a taste of the realization of what Christ did for us on the cross. And we come to Christ as a living stone. And when we come to Him, we come with the intention of staying with Him. Of giving up all and following Him. We don't come to Him just when we're in trouble. We don't come to Him just when we, we need Him to get us through a certain situation. Or, or just once in a while and then once everything works out, we go back to our old ways. That's not the way it works. That's not what He wants. We come to Christ and we desire to follow Him for the rest of our lives. We live and remain in His presence. Christ is the cornerstone of our life. And the cornerstones mean the foundation. Whenever they would build, you start with the cornerstone, a nice foundation stone to build your house on. And if you've ever built a house or a barn or a shed or a structure or whatever, you spend a lot of time on that foundation, getting the ground prepared, getting the foundation laid. Because that's how your house is going to stand. If you have a poor foundation, you're going to have trouble with your house. If it's not level, you're going to have trouble with your house. So you spend a lot of time building that foundation before you build your house. And our spiritual houses are built on the foundation of Christ. And we need to spend a lot of time focusing our life on Christ, reading His Word, living as He lived. We are called living stones, as we read in our Scripture this morning. And we're so closely united with Christ that His characteristics should be evident. They should be obvious in our life. We build our life on Him. We are little Christ. So when people look at us, they should see Christ. Christ is the perfect model, the perfect example of a life to follow. He is perfect. He lived like us, yet without sin. And we will never reach that perfection in life, as I've said before, but we are to continue to live as Christ did and strive for a life that He lived. But as our Scripture says today, that Christ can be a stumbling block. It can be a rock of offense. And a lot of times you don't hear people talk about this this portion of Scripture. See, how is that possible? 
And they have the gospel that Jesus was such a nice guy. Jesus' love. He was a wonderful man. He loved everyone. He wasn't mean. So how can he be a stumbling block? How can he be a rock of offense? How can, cause, how can Christ cause someone to stumble? Well, it is true. Christ is our path, our way to salvation, and our way to eternal life. But when someone rejects Christ, they're rejecting the gospel, and Christ will be a stumbling block to them. They'll either trip over that rock, or that rock will crush them. Either way, they will be judged for their rejection of Christ. And that's what we need to stress. Is yes, Jesus is a God of love. No doubt about that. But His wrath will be poured out on this world and those who reject Him. That too is part of His love. And we need to remember that. And we can kind of see that with the people of Israel. See, Peter tells us that we as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, God has given us a very special role to play in this world. He says we are a chosen race. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. He's not talking about white people. He's not talking about the United States. He's talking about any believer, any follower of Jesus Christ. We are God's own people so that we may tell others about Him, about His grace, about His mercy, about His love, but also about His coming judgment. And we know that back during the Old Testament times, God chose the nation of Israel as His chosen people. That was a particular ethnic group, if you will. He chose these people. But they rejected Him. Not all of them, but as a nation, they rejected Him. So God chose us. He sent His Son into this world, and the followers of Jesus Christ are now His chosen people. And we are to carry out His work in this world. We are the royal priesthood. And a lot of times we miss that, what that means exactly to be part of the royal priesthood. And it's Peter's drawing back to the Old Testament times because only the priests were allowed to come to God. And they were the only ones that were allowed in the Holy of Holies. That was where the presence of God was at. But whenever Israel rejected their Messiah, they forfeited this privilege, this blessing. Now I do believe that they will get it back during the tribulation. I believe Scripture is, is clear on that. But for now, today, the church, the body of Christ, the believers are the royal priesthood. We can come directly into the presence of God through Jesus Christ. We serve God and one day we will rule with Christ. God calls us His own. We are His children. He hears our prayers. 
He cares for us. He watches over us. We belong to Him. And He wants us. We are the people of God. Sure, God spreads His mercy on everyone or anyone He wants. The sun shines on everyone. Last night, everyone's garden got watered, maybe washed away a little bit. Those of us that are here got water, and those of us that have never stepped foot in a church before in their lives got that same water as well. So God does extend His mercy to everyone. But we as believers experience His unique and His saving mercy and grace for our salvation. And what a wonderful thought that is. Sometimes I think we forget about that. Sometimes I think that we take it for granted maybe. Because many of us have been Christians for many years. And maybe sometimes you just take the normal blessings of life for granted. Maybe we lost a little bit of that enthusiasm. Maybe we're not able to or interested in as much as reading the Bible because we've read it so many times. Maybe we lost a little bit of that commitment that you had when you first came to Christ. And I think part of that is true maybe for all of us. The demands of society have taken over. Everything is complicated. We have our routines. Maybe we're watching TV instead of talking with our family or friends or reading God's Word or spending time just sitting alone meditating or talking to God. We seem to be in such a rush. And I even talk to my grandmother, for example, I talk to her, and she doesn't go out much. She has trouble getting around. But when I talk to her, she has so many things that she talks about. And she says, oh, I was so busy. She's like, I'm so tired, I'm so busy. I, and then she goes on, and she explains what she did, and I think, wow, that's more than I did all day. And it's amazing how we fill our lives up with activities rather than just sitting and resting and meditating on the Word of God. And no doubt, you know, especially for those that are either raising a family or children or grandchildren or go to work every day, there are many demands placed upon our time. And we run out of time. We get tired. And my wife and I talk about this all the time. It seems like work sucks the life out of us. And we enjoy our jobs. You know, It's not like we have jobs that we hate. But it's just the grind. It, it takes its toll on you. And unfortunately, it's usually God's work that gets shoved aside. And that's what we need to rekindle. We need to rekindle that love for God, that enthusiasm, that commitment for Christ. We need to spend time in God's Word. We need to spend time in prayer. 
And we need to try to eliminate or at least minimize those worldly distractions. And we need to constantly evaluate our actions and evaluate our life from God's perspective. Meaning, when you're about to do an activity, think about how you can perform this activity and glorify God. If you can't glorify God doing this activity, then you know what? You you better not do it. But if you're doing an activity, chances are that you can glorify God somehow. Even with just daily housework or daily work life, you can do the best job you can do. Work hard. Work honestly. Live a Christ-like life. Live trying to glorify God. And look at your priorities in life and build your life around that cornerstone of Jesus Christ. And that is what we all need to focus on. Living our life believing in and following Jesus Christ. That's what Peter's talking about. That applied to those early followers that were being persecuted. And that applies to us today as well. Let us close with a prayer this morning. Lord, we thank you for sending us Jesus Christ and making him the cornerstone of our lives. Help us to grow and pattern our life after his. We thank you for making us your special people. Making us a holy nation, a royal priesthood, that we may come in to your presence. Help us to carry out your will here on earth. And strengthen us and guide us as we journey in our faith each and every day. We ask this through Jesus' precious name, who lives and reigns with you now and forever. Amen.